So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to Latitude Realty, our newest broker in the Rebus University's Preferred Partners Program. Brokers like Ameriteam Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster. Yes, Long and Foster with 11,000 agents in multiple states. Plumtree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, Agent Strong. These brokers have taken it upon themselves to get their agents significant discounts on all of the 12 Rebus University courses. Their agents are learning from the best and producing like maniacs. If you're an agent at one of these companies, go to rebusuniversity.com right now and start learning today. If you want unpublished pricing for your agents, like these brokers have done, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply call Katherine Brower at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900. Your agents will be impressed. And now for the review of the day. I got a review here on uh, Rebus University from Margaret Fantini. Margaret says, I enjoyed taking this course. It provides practical tools and tips, whether you are new or an experienced real estate agent. I'm looking forward to implementing some of the suggested techniques to be even better buyer agent for my client. She graduated from the certified buyer agent training. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation. I have a great guest coming from New York City, Alexandra Sabanovich. And man, I know I said that right because I practiced four times. Uh, uh, she is uh, doing some incredible things at Ideal Properties, uh, a brokerage out of New York City. And uh, I needed to jump in with her today. And we're going to talk about, you know, all things uh, for real estate agents if they want to. Uh, get recharged in their business, if you're starting out in your business, if you're thinking about getting in the business, all those things is what her passion is about. And we're going to find out about all things New York City and all things real estate. And so without further ado, Alexandra, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, yes, great job on my last name there. Um, <laughs> the practice paid out after all. Um, yeah, I guess uh, if we are going to start talking about what a real estate agent... Well, first of all, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, Alexandra, why mm -hmm. don't I uh, get you to introduce yourself and, and tell a little bit about yourself uh -huh. so our audience can kind of get to know you here. 
Okay, so my name is Alexander Stepanovich. I am the co-founder and uh, managing director of Ideal Properties Group in New York City. We are a firm of about 250 uh, active salespeople and brokers, and uh, we have some, it depends on, on the season, anywhere between 20 and 50 support staff uh, that put that machine into motion pretty much every day. Um, we do real estate sales, um, also obviously rentals because New York City is a, a massive uh, apartment rental market, as well as commercial leasing and, and investment sales. So we um, have people who specialize in certain areas, but as a company, we cover the gamut of the real estate brokerage product. Wow, you um, sure and I, I noticed that a lot of New York City agencies do that, right? They like, like if you go to some other parts of the country, people would be like, "Oh, we only do residential," or we own, you know. And but it seems like a few of the other uh, people I've had on here from New York City, they kind of touch everything. Is that is that common there? Yes, I think so. I think we all tend to be Renaissance people in that sense, um, and it makes perfect sense because the city itself is so large and so ripe with opportunity that you are literally um, a step and a hop away from simply learning and taking in new skills and being able to apply them. Also, quite often you'll have a situation where, for example, a landlord that you've worked with whose apartments you have rented in the past a number of times tells you one morning, hey, you know, my commercial tenant is moving out today. What do I do? Is this something you can help me with? So instead of you know turning your back on a commission check coming from someone that you already have a relationship with, it just makes sense for you to uh, acquire that knowledge and be able to help as well or refer that person to a colleague within your firm. So that's why I think a lot of New York City firms tend to cover pretty much every single aspect of you know property in New York City. Wow. So, so like your company, uh, Ideal Properties, like uh, how many houses mm -hmm. did you guys sell total last year? Do you know? Uh, we, I don't really know how many houses we have sold because... Not houses, but... Naturally, you know, the, yeah. Right. The real estate um, product, when it comes to, especially on the residential end of things, clearly we, we have, you know, one family units, um, townhouses, brownstones, co-ops, condos, so any actual number of units would skew, I guess, the, the picture and not really give you a good idea. But we have done a, a tremendous amount of business um, in Brooklyn and have for the last um, 11 years that we have been um, on the scene. Um, we have just opened our Chelsea office at the beginning of this year in Manhattan. So we're starting to add that inventory to our roster as well. Well, fascinating. You guys are growing. So, like, how old is the company? Mm -hmm. The company, uh, we started in 2007. Mm. There were, and I'm, I'm really talking about two um, real estate enthusiasts, one with a background in journalism and another one <laughs> with a background in the financial markets in New York City. And, uh, you know, two, two people in a spare bedroom of a brownstone somewhere in Brooklyn. And then fast forward to um, today, we have five offices across, um, you know, Brooklyn, Borough, we have four in Brooklyn and one in, in Manhattan, and about, you know, anywhere between 250 and 300 people doing this in tandem with us. So 
So you it's have a lot a of little way. offices. You got nine offices, is that right? No, we have five offices. Four oh, five in Brooklyn offices. and one. Okay. Yeah, so and one in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So let's say fifty agents in office on average. I mean, that's big, about, yeah. That's big growth. You started at two thousand and seven. Yeah. You know, not a great time to start a real estate brokerage. Uh, you hung in there, <laughs> which is probably one of the keys. Yes, actually, it was, as you said, probably one of the worst times in recent history to start a real estate brokerage in New York City since the market did collapse in 2008. We were already seeing, um, you know, the, the first signs of that even before, way before Lehman Brothers collapsed. Um, but for us, just somehow it made sense. We, we, we kind of held on to our optimism and held on to the enthusiasm of, and, and the fact that a lot of people still wanted to live in New York City. A lot of people want to call New York City home. And Brooklyn, as a brand, was starting to expand and gain traction and popularity. So it just made sense for us to be, you know, the feet on the ground and uh, make sure that, that people can find what they were looking for. Absolutely. Now, now of the agents that you have, the 250-some agents that you have, right, would you say mm -hmm. the majority of the ones coming in uh, to join your mm -hmm. company, are they, uh, you know, seasoned agents that they're getting recruited from other brokerages, or are they new agents who are just getting their license and getting in the business? We tend to focus more on, as a firm, always had that in our past as well, on people who are new to the industry. And uh, the reason for that is because that is a trajectory that really clearly mimics our entry into the business and we can really easily relate to it and understand the transition and help it. Um, and then we also find that people who have been doing real estate in, in, you know, in New York City especially, this is an incredibly competitive environment. Um, and so if you're in the trenches for anywhere, you know, three years and, and more, you tend to gain this edge to you that at times may not necessarily be a, a very positive one. So we tend to prefer having people who, who come from very disparate backgrounds, um, who still have in them the enthusiasm and the interest for the industry to bring all those different views um, and ways of looking at the exact same problem. So we prefer to focus on brand new agents, people who are completely new to the industry, and mold them, give them a good bl blueprint and a good you know, pathway to success. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Thank <laughs> you.
Okay, so that's what I want to talk to you about. So I want to talk to you about this blueprint, right, that you're known for. Um, mm-hmm. So let's dig deep down into it. Like, what, what is the first thing that uh, you're telling these agents as they come on board brand new? And this is good information for anybody listening to this. You know, certainly slow now or um, starting fresh or wanting to build a team or build a company, whereas new agents are involved because – you know, all companies and all teams, you know, have new agents and many uh, like Alexandra uh, prefer them. So, so what is the number one thing would you say and the first line of business that's important for everybody to know in hiring new agents? In hiring new agents, I think that we are always looking for people who are ready to dream big. Um, so um, jumping in with both feet um, and learning the ins and outs of the real estate business. Um, the other thing that you, you have to have as a skill, and, and we tried, obviously, a recruiting process will not reveal every single element about an individual um, that we're looking for, but as we go, we can mold these um, elements around the person, and we're really looking for that ability uh, for um, in an agent to think backwards from tomorrow. Um, And I think that that's a very important, I guess, pre-built skill set or possibly something that one can develop on, I mean, work on a little bit. Um, It's important to imagine, um, for example, if you decide that your interest in the business is to create a lasting and a trusted brand, you want everyone to know that, for example, you are an expert in two-bedroom co-ops on the Lower East Side in Manhattan, right? So you need to think backwards from how do you achieve that goal? What steps you need to take in order to get there? And your brokerage, um, and really working in tandem or in unison with your broker, you have to develop a plan. You have to develop an exact path that will get you there. And every day, of every week or every month and every year of your, um, you know, activity in the business, you need to be pressing on to put that play, that plan to work. So dive in, shed any pretenses, shed fear, understand who you are, uh, be as brutally honest with yourself as you possibly can be, and just be confident that, um, you know, being able to do this and to dream big, um, you will be inviting greater opportunities in the future. So basically, you take your agents, if you're, if you're listening and you're building a team or you are an agent, you, you take them, you take yourself and, you know, you, you say to yourself, how many houses do you want to sell this year? And whatever you write down, uh, scratch it out and double it or triple it, right? Um, quadruple it, right? Whatever that number mm-hmm. is. Because... Because if you don't have a vision for yourself, you know, having someone else's vision for you is, is not going to do you much good unless you tend to believe that vision. So, so you, you, number one, you encourage them to dream big. You encourage them to think that, yes, they can do it. You probably give them uh, examples of other rookies that have come on, mm-hmm. um, maybe even other rookies that have come on that knew no one, that transferred from Nashville, Tennessee to New York City and, and you know, blew it up, right? That did great. And then you inspire right. them that way. What, what, what else can you do? Along the same line, always remember that you are your own product. So if you don't believe in yourself as the best product there is, 
no member of the public ever will. So that's kind of the line of thinking that you have, that you need go to big have or go you home. To arm yourself with. Yeah, pretty much. Don't, You're don't your own product. Unless you think you're going to be the absolute best real estate agent New York City has ever seen, is what you're saying. Absolutely. And if you don't think that you are going to be the best, work at making sure that you start feeling that way. Because otherwise, you know, real estate, just like any other sales business, is also a business of sentiment. You are who you feel you are. So if you don't feel that you are made for this and that you are the best, you will probably never become the best. So how do you work on that? Like, what are some things specifically that you have your agents do, right? Because, because certainly a lot of them are going to come in. They're going to be, well, I don't know, uh, you know, let's, let's try it out, you know? So, so how do you, as a broker, instill said mindset? Okay. For example, a lot of times what, I, what we find works is practicing with your colleagues and with your management and with everyone who will ever listen, your family members or what. Uh, whoever you have to rely on uh, to help you along on this path, because obviously it takes a village to create a very good real estate agent. Um, and, you know, practice the words that you're going to be using. Practice the body language that you need. Practice the assertiveness that people will respond to. Um, so I think that that's the, the most important thing. So, for example, if you have a property that you're trying to pitch, and, you know, say your manager provides a number of leads and you decide to pitch 10 buildings in New York City, each over 10 floors in height, the, the shovel is in the ground, the permits have been filed, and now you're supposed to introduce yourself to a number of developers. If you don't have the belief that you are the best person to do that, number one, you have to do the research to understand every single detail about the project, every single publicly available detail about the person that you're going to be meeting. And then um, don't be afraid to actually pick up the phone and call them. Don't feel that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, why would they take my call? You know, maybe I should, maybe I'll do this tomorrow because you have that anxiety and uncertainty that somebody will Yeah, right, maybe to, I'll do this. Why should they you know, take my call? So what do, what do, what do you do? Like why? I heard one guy say, beat your chest with your fist. I mean, what are some, what are some real examples that you like to tell people to get, to get over that call reluctance? That's a very good idea. I always say just, you know, close your, your eyes, take a very deep breath, dial the phone, if you still feel uncomfortable or uncertain, keep your eyes firmly shut to, to, to drone out any, any other sound, especially the sound of that negative little guy in your own head, and just press on, just use the words. Use the script even if you have to. That's the most basic of sales strategies. Just well, use the just script, rehearse it, know it really well, yeah, and just yeah, deliver, yeah. deliver. So over and over again. What are, what are some other things yeah. that, that you do, you know, um, you know, with your new agents to, you know, other than getting them to think big, right? Goal setting, um, mm -hmm. getting them to, you know, face the fear and it will disappear. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Mm -hmm. Learn from your mistakes. Obviously, that's an incredibly important one. Yeah, when you're brand new, right? You get your head kicked yeah, out times when you're brand new. And, you, will, you will definitely be <laughs> abused by the industry. Uh, or as brokers here tend to say, you will have to learn how to develop thick skin really early on in the yeah. process, right? So learn from your mistakes. Um, 
For example, for me personally, um, it was the, the times that I have spent in my home country during the war time there that taught me that you have to be, you know, in business. You, you have to be able to make mistakes and learn from them and also be able to change as you go. So you have to embrace the, a, a level of fluidity that comes with that. Um, and if you don't, you're just never going to be able to grow from point A to, to, to point B. Uh, for example, in, in our industry, as you may imagine, things ever so rarely go as planned. So you have to be able to take that critical look at any situation that you find yourself in, and you need to be able to adapt to whatever comes your way. Okay, so you have to be welcoming of change, which a lot of, I think, culturally Americans tend to have a problem with. I understand that. But, but change is a very important aspect of any sales industry, and especially a real estate industry, um, and especially in a city the size of ours. Yeah, um, I imagine so, New York City is a lot different than most places. I mean, So if you don't make mistakes at all at any point, um, and you decide, I'm not going to pick up the phone and I'm not going to say, you know, X, Y, Z, because I'm afraid of how I will come off, the biggest mistake there that you will be learning from for years is actually obviously the fact that you will not get that business. So any single mistake that you can make is a welcome one, um, and you know, feel free to actually make them as you go. If you don't make them, you're probably not doing something right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to eat feedback for breakfast. And I, and I think that's funny that, uh, you know, New York City is known for everybody, you know, being jerks, you know, right? For people just being rude and mm -hmm. not, not hospitable. And I think that uh, mm -hmm. an agent in, in Georgia, right, uh, or mm -hmm. Alabama, um, starting out new, might be a little different than New York City. And, and, and that's why you are saying that after three years, the the agents get an attitude. Um, it's kind of mm -hmm. like, and it, it kind of relates back. We didn't talk about your story, but, um, you know, uh, you're from Serbia and you used to be a reporter, you know, covering the war, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you. Covering the Balkan Wars, yeah. Yeah, so you literally got your head kicked in, um, uh, you know, got your brain shocked by, uh, you know, the atrocities mm -hmm. of war mm -hmm. where you may not have planned. And that's kind of like a New York, brand new New York City real estate agent. They're going to get, <laughs> they're going to get, they're going to get sort of that, right? I mean, do you, is there an analogy between right. the two? No, there's, there's definitely an analogy. And I, I get this question quite often, you know, what is it like to be in the, the, on the front lines of New York City real estate? And I always say, you know, at least your life is not in jeopardy at all times. So there's a big difference. And your actual physical life is not in jeopardy. Uh, so for me, you know, New York City real estate is compared to my, my professional background, really not that difficult to comprehend and to understand the tenants of and, and run with them really well. But yes, you're right. In New York City, um, you will be told no by, say, clients that you're pitching probably, you know, 7,000 times a week. What? I don't know if that's going to happen to you in a, in a small town in Ohio that has about, you know, 3,000 residents total. Um, I don't think you're going to be told no that often. So yeah, I think here, that, that the you way crossed you up faster. 
Yeah, you grow up a lot faster, just like being, you, you know, I have yeah. a friend, um, Ned Mehek, who, um, who, who fought in the Serbian war. And mm-hmm. he, he got drafted when he was 15, although they told him he was 18. He said, if anybody asks, you're mm-hmm. 18. But, you know, he grew up really, really fast, right? By the time he was 17, mm-hmm. you know, he was a grown man. And, um, and uh, I think that's kind of like... Uh, that's a great analogy. New York City, the, just the style. When you think of Wall Street and you think of the boiler rooms and stuff like that, which I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. because, because like, you know, if you are in Ohio or whatever, or most parts of the country, you're, you're not at, you're, you're kind of, you're not playing pitcher, you're playing catcher, meaning you're, you're there and you're waiting for leads to come in and then leads get thrown to you or whatever. And, and your guy's style is right. Mm-hmm. They get rejected 7,000 times a week. Um, or, mm-hmm. or whatever number you said, like, how does that happen? Like, what do you do? Like, you guys explain to it because everything is different in different parts of the country. What, what do you do? Like, your agents take properties that you, your company has listed and pick up the phone and call people and ask them to buy it? Can you explain that for someone who doesn't understand that? Right. It works a little bit differently. We have a listing department in place, for example, for residential rental listings. Um, They will acquire residential um, open rental listings, so non-exclusive residential listings. And so normally a brand new agent starting in the company will start from that lower rung. Um, I would say they would start with uh, being involved in renting apartments to uh, future New Yorkers or New Yorkers already. Um, and they will normally work that open uh, pool of inventory that in our case normally consists of about, I would say 10,000 listings. So you have 10,000 rental listings that you can potentially show to your client, which in and of itself is an overwhelming number in terms of inventory. Just, you know, having a, a a capable and adaptable database to weed out the listings that don't work uh, for that client is of paramount importance. Um, so you have to have on the technological side of things, um, you know, all of your ducks in order. Um, and if you're with a firm that is technologically inferior to the day, um, you may suffer in your business early on. All right, guys. Here at Real Estate Rockstars Podcast and Rebus University, we have been working on a top secret, incredible program for all real estate agents in the world. And I am so excited about this. This is going to be the best thing we have released yet. Now, we're not opening the doors here for this project until July 9th, but I wanted the Rockstar Nation to get instant access, right? I wanted to make sure that they were guaranteed one of the first 200 spots. We only have 200 spots in the beginning here. And I wanted to give that to the Rockstar Nation. So if you would like an early bird VIP to this new project that we're doing, I can guarantee you first notice to get a spot on July 9th. Just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com backslash early bird. Or text the word early to 444-999. First 200 people only. I'm so excited about this. And I'll guarantee you special VIP treatment and early access by jumping on the list for this project. Hope to see you on there.
you will start from that level, then obviously develop relationships with landlords whose properties you may have rented. Uh, down the road, those relationships can, can turn into sales listings. They can turn into commercial leasing opportunities. They can turn into investment opportunities because at some point, if a landlord who's... So are they just calling like, everybody? I'm having trouble grasping like who... Like the New if York you are a landlord, real estate agent. Yeah. Who do I call? Right. Calling, yeah. If you, if you are a property owner in New York City, you are probably getting, I want to say, between 50 and 300 phone calls every week from every broker in the city who's trying to list your property for sale. But, well, why so would that's be, what every... But wouldn't it, if I wanted to list it, wouldn't I just put it in, with an agent in MLS? Like, why, why are all these... <laughs> Why is it like an open market? That's a great. Okay, that's an excellent point. New York City does not really have an MLS for all intents and purposes. So in that respect, we are a little bit different from the rest of the market uh, on the national level. We have uh, a lot of reputable firms in the city are members of REBNY, which is the Real Estate Board of New York. And REBNY has a version of the MLS that we tend to use that's called RLS. Um, and it's also a syndication platform that takes in all the, the exclusive listings from brokers who are members of the organization. So, for example, if we um, have an exclusive listing and we want to distribute it to every single revenue member in the city, we will obviously enter it into the RLS system and broadcast the news. Um, but other than that, and this uh, system really works well for the majority of Manhattan, and really prime neighborhoods in Brooklyn. There is another smaller MLS in place in Brooklyn. Um, there is a, uh, a rail tour MLS in Manhattan and Long Island, um, but they're not as active and as influential as Redney is. So you can't, so you trust, that right? you can't trust any of the systems, right? Yeah. To have all yeah, of the and you have. Yeah, and you have this disparity of, you know, information out there that you have to wade through, and it's really difficult to kind of come to, to an understanding of where the tail is and where the head is of the data. So that's one of the biggest problems. And then secondly, you'll have all these brokers competing for essentially the, the exact same properties. And I, I believe, I don't really know the exact number, and this is something I should check again, but I think that the number of of, uh, uh, what do you call them, licensed real estate salespeople and brokers in New York City, 70,000. So, again, to make that comparison with Ohio, a small town in Ohio where you'll probably have one, two, maybe three real estate agencies with two people sitting at a desk in each, that is a, a big difference in the, the amount of competition you will encounter fighting to win the exact same business. So do you guys get your own desk? Do your agents have your, or does everyone just share, share like a couple of desks and a little our, office? Our agents, we don't have set desks. So agents can work out of any office, uh, especially in Brooklyn. That makes perfect sense because if you're selling something in Park Slope, we have an office in Park Slope. If you want to bring your client in to take them through the listings or take an application for an apartment and so on and so forth, it just makes sense to, to go to the nearest office, sit in the first desk that's available, and just do your business. So that's what our offices 
work like. You have your home office, almost kind of like in elementary school. Um, you have your home office where you attend meetings, your manager is there, um, your, your main backbone of your support is there, but you are equally welcome to seek out business and opportunities and also get management support in any other location across the borough and Manhattan at this mm. point as well. Wow, that's a, that, that, that sounds like a mess to me. I mean, uh, it's more like the commercial, uh, how commercial agents do it across the nation. You know what I mean? Where they, they, they don't have to share things. It's not frowned upon if you hoard, mm-hmm. hoard the listings to yourself. Their, their ultimate goal is a double dip, which is fine. And it's not a dirty word, right? No. Uh, it's more, it's no, more I wouldn't, you, know, you were asking in terms of where people work, in which office they work. The, um, there is no such thing as, you know, we have a centralized database system that's, um, you know, a technological part of this entire equation that every agent has the exact same access and input to, and they can also, they get all of their listings and their listings information from that system. So there is no such thing as you're holding on to your 10 listings. If those 10 listings do not exist in the database, you can't work them. And you won't be paid at the end of the day when they close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no, you know, there, there's a very, I, I don't want to say centralized, but an organized approach to all the data that exists across every office. So everyone has the exact same access to data, our own internal ideal properties groups, obviously, but also the revenue data um, and all the other aggregate feeds that exist out there. So you have pretty much your finger on the pulse of the entire inventory currently available in the city. Yeah, fascinating. Interesting. Very interesting. I always love different perspectives of things. All right. So, uh, listen, Alexandra, um, as you know, everybody that comes on Real Estate Rockstars brings a free gift with them that we give uh, to all of our listeners here. What mm-hmm. we do is I'm going to put that on hybendigital.com mm-hmm. backslash ideal. Hybendigital.com backslash ideal, I-D-E-A-L. Hybendigital.com backslash ideal, and I'm going to put all of Alexandra's information if you want to reach out to her and say thank you for sharing or touch base with her. Um, And uh, I will also put it in the agent success toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or by texting the word toolbox to 444 Nine nine, Alexandra. What uh, what free gift did you bring today? I actually have a set of, I believe, three. Um, you know, really quick, how to start in the business and get ahead type of tips, and uh, they include what we already spoke about: the dream big, think backwards, embrace fluidity, learn from mistakes. And the last one that we didn't have a chance to touch on yet, but it's going to be there, so people can review it really easily. Um, it's called check your attitude. So once check you get to a specific attitude. point, <laughs> yeah. yes, once, once you get to a specific point in your business, and really from the the very early on, um, you know, you need to keep a very positive attitude, and and you know, kind of remember who you are, where you came from, and know where you're going. But you know, check your attitude. So your uh, your listeners and your uh, readers will have a chance to see that there as well. Oh, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. And um, so, listen, I really appreciate you coming on. If I am in uh, one of your burrows in the near future, we will have to get together and break some bread. That sounds lovely. I would love that, especially, you know, 
being from Serbia, breaking bread, bread is my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter and I were in, were in Croatia and Bosnia recently, and the people mm -hmm. there were brilliant. We met a lot of uh, very nice people. So I love the Balkans. It's a fabulous part of the world. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for the, the, the call, and I love chatting with you, and uh, good luck with everything in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.